0: to technologies like generative AI, the ERP becomes a big catalyst for innovation, enabling corporates to turn data into a really strategic asset and connecting not only internal processes, as we've discussed, but also with external partners, with banks, the suppliers, for more collaborative growth. And I think this will be a very, very exciting future to witness and be part of.
1: Welcome to the Future of ERP podcast. My name is Richard Howells. I'm a vice president for thought leadership for SAP's ERP, finance, and supply chain solutions. And I'm joined by my wonderful co host, Leikyu.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Ar Kilgar. I'm a blogger, marketer, and podcaster in the area of ERP and supply chain at SAP. And today we will be discussing how to transform the modern treasury experience by intelligently embedding financial services. And our guests are Papa Fay, executive director, head of channels embedded solutions at JP Morgan. And Christian Minch, Vice President, Head of Treasury and Working Capital Management Solution at SAP. Welcome to the Future of ERP podcast. Could you please say a little about yourself and why this topic is important to you?
0: From an experience standpoint, I spent the last 15 years in banking, evenly across capital markets, a corporate strategy. and the past seven years, really focused on payment and financial technology, which is really one of the fastest growing areas in banking. So currently, I lead JP Morgan's Embedded Digital Solution business, so within its broad payment ecosystem and effectively wearing three hats. So one, overseeing our ERP integrations and treasury management system integration. Second, driving our open banking APIs and fintech partnership in this space. And then last but not least, really helping monetize our vast amount of data into value-added services that corporates are willing to really pay for. And this topic is really important to me. So I'm actually very passionate about improving the client experience in Bankley. Prior to joining JP Morgan, I helped build some of the industry's first mobile and biometric solutions that helped improve the treasury experience. And so in my current role in channels and connectivity, this means empowering our corporate clients to do business through the most convenient platform, even if this means not using our bank portal. And I will say moreover, that with generative AI coming into the mix, we're seeing new opportunities for corporates and value added services that we can provide to them as bank, that were really on board of a few years ago. So helping shape this new frontier in finance is really, really important to me.
3: Perfect. First of all, thanks for having me. Just introducing myself quickly. My name is Christian Mnich. I'm working with SAP since 2004. Actually, I started in the finance product management by that time, being responsible for payments and bank communications. And a couple of years ago, I moved over into our solution go-to-market organization, in which I now lead the entire portfolio for treasury and working capital management that includes topics around payments management, cash and liquidity management, financial risk management, receivables management, and also our portfolio for working capital management. So this is being embedded into our ERP flagship product, SAP S4HANA. And that's why I think it's so relevant and so important that we bring together the very important stakeholders from a Treasury, but also from a finance point of view, which are financial institutions on the one hand and, of course, the corporates and the ERP environment on the other side. Financial institutions playing a major role for corporate Treasury. And therefore, I'm more than happy that Pepper and JP Morgan is joining us today for this interesting
1: podcast, hopefully.
0: really excited to be here, Christian. I think it will be a very fun conversation.
1: And welcome to both of you. It's great to have you on. Let's start with you, Pepper. Maybe you can give a quick overview of the topic. Many people listening to the podcast may not be familiar with this topic at all. So could you explain the concept of embedding financial services into ERP and why it's gathering traction at the moment?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that is actually to be expected because embedded finance is a relatively new phenomenon in the financial industry. And this is effectively where banking services are integrated or embedded into non financial platforms, such as like your marketplaces and so on and so forth. And so they are giving these marketplaces the ability to provide payments to their end customers, provide bank account, provide wallet, and so on and so forth. Now, when it comes to the ERP in general, we find that this concept is also extended to many of the ERPs providing clients the means to really run their business and their financial transaction internally. And so that is by really integrating our banking services and all the financial services in general directly into the ERP platform. And this is really an important aspect of JP Morgan's strategy in payments. So to some extent, banks have been doing this for a while through like plugins and adapters that were built by fintech. But we're seeing really a trend whereby banks and major ERP providers like SAP are really working together to directly embed banking services into this major platform, leveraging what we call open banking APIs. And this is really a really, really exciting area of finance because it's allowing not only for this client to be able to do their banking from their own native ecosystem instead of coming to the bank, but at the same time allows the bank to unlock many new kind of revenue opportunities. And Christian, certainly this is something I would expect you have seen through some of your corporate that use your ERPs as well.
3: Yes, of course. And just to explain a little bit the motivation from the other side. So what we are facing today is that lots of the ERPs that are being used by our customers are somehow still disconnect uh, from banking platforms. And often there are other systems in the middle that are playing an important role. But at the end of the day, making the life also hard to consolidate important information at the same time, There's a lot of friction and payment processes, but you would expect that in today's world, where many things are really fully digitized already, that it could unlock the potential of very harmonized processes, allowing you seamless integration from the point of payment initiation to the payment execution, including the possibility of managing the status of the payment and actually really seeing the results in your system without touching several places, calling various colleagues within the finance organizations in a global environment. And that's why we are totally motivated on that topic and we yeah, are seeing a lot of benefits for our corporate clients and bring the bank world closer to the ERP market.
0: Absolutely, and that's exactly been our observation as well. We see that embedded digital solutions or ERP integration are truly allowing corporates to manage their financial operation much more seamlessly, right? directly within the ERP environment. And I think that also helped eliminate the need for a separate financial software to do this. And when you think about it, as a corporate become larger and more complex and have multiple bank relationship, Going to the bank's portal, navigating or juggling between multiple different bank portal becomes really difficult. So if the bank is really able to take their services, whether they are payments or your reporting or your card initiation, you name it, anything across the cash management portfolio, banks can really use these tools like API to really embed those. And then also work with data aggregators to help you as a corporate pull your information, your financial data from multiple different banks and really present that in the one native system that you use to run your business, which is your ERP. So really the value proportion we think here is really tremendous. And we expect that this trend will continue to really evolve and really grow really fast as more and more clients see some of the benefit of really embedding themselves, their banks into their own ecosystem. Christian, that this is definitely how you've kind of seen it as well from your corporate interactions.
3: Indeed, absolutely. And while we were talking a bit about payments and uh, corporate to bank communications, there's also additional benefits that, that we can leverage. Thinking about the broader scope, no. of course, the overarching idea is that we share important data as early as possible, which allows additional optional services that can and value to corporate clients, for example, in the invoice to cash process data at an earlier point in time, getting additional services for financing or stuff like that from your bank partner, or also allowing you to unlock potential within the working capital management optimization. So these are scenarios that we have in mind for the future. And of course, you need to start somewhere and payment and bank connectivities are typically the lowest level of integration where we share a lot of important information. That's the way we want to go.
0: That's a very good point. And I love the point around how you need to start from where. Because the more you can remove the technical friction at the entry point, it really allows the client to be able to really do more with the bank and then really allow the bank as well to be able to provide value added services. And I think this is especially important for small corporate that have multiple different ERPs, right? They use an SAP, they might use an Oracle or NetSuite and so on and so forth. And I think being able to have a layer that really help the client bring all this data, that's actually going to help facilitate the payment centralization you just mentioned Christian. And I think this is really important to learn for our clients. So not only we can really help in terms of make it easier for them to work with multiple different banks, but also we can really help bring all that ERP together so that they have a single centralized function that really help with financial reporting and then the bank can build various services on top of that. Another clear benefit that I see is really, once you do that, the ability to streamline things like invoicing, as you just mentioned, but also the cash management from an end-to-end standpoint, and really providing real-time visibility into that data. Because I think this solution can make a big difference, empowering the CFOs, the treasurers to make better decisions based on all this consolidated data, and this data being available in real-time. And this is not only going to increase the operational efficiency, but also help eliminate a lot of the data silos that our clients can complain about. Anyway, I look at it, this is really, really, really the feature from a banking kind of integration standpoint from our perspective.
3: Yeah, and, and that's an important point. If we just consider that in today's environment, those information are sometimes kept in silos, while treasuries have a lot of information which are not known to the rest of the finance organization. Yeah. That's clearly a potential to bring this really into the core of the ERP. And I think. It's fair to say that there is a newer generation of CFOs that are really expecting collaboration amongst the finance departments in which we are sharing information that inverse-to-cash, inverse-to-pay processes are fully harmonized driven important stakeholders. That's one of the most important points of this collaboration.
0: Absolutely, I agree. And I think that's a point we can expand on, this whole impact on the decision-making process, which is really critical for the treasurer and the CFO. We view that, bringing these solutions into the client, the corporate native ecosystem, bringing it in real time, being able to pull data from multiple different bank relationships, being able to help consolidate the ERPs. All of this will really help them have a more holistic view of the financial health of their company. The real-time data within the ERP will allow them to make better informed decisions in terms of budgeting, casting, and how they allocate their resources. In fact, can even help them do better scenario planning. In today's macro context, we see it's extremely important for a lot of the CFOs and treasurers. And the decision makers can really, really better assess the financial implications of the different strategies that they play with to help optimize their data of their business operation as well. So this is really something that I think more and more of the treasurers who are aware of the benefits, but we'll kind of start looking into the potential of this type of solutions.
2: You have already touched a little bit on the benefits, but maybe you can elaborate on it a little bit more.
3: Yes, definitely. So first and to me most important is the faster onboarding of bank partners and consequently the better use of data within the ERP system. Yeah. This is to me most important to update cash balances and also to manage just basic processes like outgoing payments. And the second point is then that, of course, data can be leveraged more efficiently for the broader finance organization, as we have explained previously. This is fully embedded, fully transparent, accessible for everybody that is really involved in the processes. And honestly, this is not limited to Treasury, right? So this is important for stakeholders within the shared service and the organization. This is at the end of the day, even important information that might be useful for somebody that is working in the sales division, dealing with a client. And he's interested in whether the last invoice has been paid by the client to give him credit for the next one. Those information should be available and visible for the entire organization. And this is where this entire thing going to start. So Papa, what's your view on that on benefits?
0: That's a very good point, and I think the other thing that I would say is, again, going back to the notion of really facilitating decision-making, empowering clients with use the data that's available to them in a real-time basis, is this notion of cash flow forecasting, right? Now, when you think about it, a lot of the data that is really required to really be able to project your financials would only be sharing that data, right? through their the end balances, the intraday balances, and so on and so forth. So you can easily kind of add an AI or some algorithm to really help the client better analyze the data, come up with new business insights that really help them better predict their balances across their multiple different accounts, across different banks, across different jurisdictions, and so on and so forth. And this becomes really a very powerful tool, not only to make manage their working capital better, but also to be able to really make investment decisions about how they run their own business as well. Now, we do feel that This is an area where more and more clients will start seeing how they can unlock this benefit, and I expect the pace to continue to rise very fast. And maybe just to contribute to that, what we
3: have seen over the last two years, and I'm sure the same happened on your end from the bank side, is that this entire topic of payment centralization was one of the most important and demanded topics from our side, which we have seen the need to adopt to the new normal. Of course, this situation over the last two years was not always easy for finance organizations when it comes to business operations, thinking about the aspect that we had time frames yeah. in which people were not allowed to access the buildings. And we you know paper-based processes and the use of physical dongles were not good enough. And that's why this entire topic of increasing controls and embedding processes mm-hmm. within systems has been very important in today's environment. We also see that only centralization of information and automation of processes can help you really to overcome challenges when it comes to cash flow forecasting, because the more you're going to centralize, the better you can use and leverage yeah. the data on that. Yeah, fully agree with that.
1: So, Christian, yeah. earlier you talked about the seamless integration across end-to-end processes. And Papa mentioned embedding multiple bank relationships into the business system. So, how does embedding financial services into the ERP system impact decision making within a corporation?
3: More than happy to provide a bit of insights on that one. So, the aim is at the end of the day to provide a solution from the ERP side that is not limited to a single bank, instead of providing the capabilities for clients to work with multiple banks, as it is typically the case for our uh, large enterprise customers, but not limited to large enterprise customers. This applies also to some extent to mid market clients. And this is where they expect the level of flexibility and how does it work at the end of the day? It's very basic. So if you think about an example, you would trigger a payment from your ERP system. You're selecting the payment method and the bank of your choice, and the embedded solution will provide you the full visibility and allow topics like signatory checks, approval workflows, the corresponding payment formatting and the connectivity to the selected bank partners. The corporate that is using the embedded platform could follow up status messages that are provided from the bank partners in real time. They could track the payment around the globe. And as a result, he or she could hand over this information to every single business partner internally or externally seeking for that information. This is essentially how embedded financing, to me, in
1: its first phase should work.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly how we are looking at it.
1: So they feel like the user feels like when they're using the ERP system.
0: Yeah, so that's the aim. How an ERP system should support that topic. And that's a very good point, Christian. Because traditionally, there's been a lot of friction in integration to ERPs, right? And this is something. On one hand, you have our clients, a corporate who really look to kind of bring in banking in house. But at the same time, you have the traditional host integration, file integrations could take months and months, six months plus. We've seen cases where that happens, where different technical resources on both hand have to sit down, agree on specification, lots of testing and files being sent back and forth. So really moving from there to having the possible to have pre-built, pre-configurated packages that can really be embedded into the ERP. I think really, really make it easy for the client to be able to move from one service to another. And really eventually bring in all the services that the bank would generally offer through their online banking portal and bring that to the ERP. And then that also go back to the point on payment centralization, right? It's really putting the corporate client at the center of really everything that we do. And that laid back to the client experience piece that I mentioned before. Really empowering our client to really be able to not view it because the bank is not the core business to really be able to focus on their own business by really giving them all the tools, all the resources they need to really remove all the friction that comes between them and the bank today. So we seem to be talking about
1: AI more and more in this series. Every episode, it's a topic that seems to come up. And Papa, you mentioned it at least twice in the first part of the discussion. And when we talk about ERP, we mentioned automating approval workflows, for example. So, how do you see Gen AI contributing to intelligent embedding within ERP systems?
0: Well, this is actually a topic I'm really excited about, and I see there's a really clear opportunity to use this large language model called LLM or even generative AI to really help our client generate new content. The way the ERP kind of work as this centralized platform through which a lot of the client data flows, we believe that there's a huge opportunity to bring these two together. And we're already see multiple promising use cases in our research and development at JP Morgan. And two that I'll just talk about where we've actually started working with prototype with clients. One is really to kind of remove the remaining friction. In the initial onboarding phase that Christian was just talking about, so even when clients we embed services into the ERP via APIs, there's still a bit of back and forth that happen JP Morgan publishes this API specification, the client has to be able to really match those and align them with his own ERP so that data can flows and so on and so forth. And a lot of these back and forth can be eliminated by, for instance, having like a virtual access screen where a technical person on the corporate side can actually quickly find out, what do I need from JP Morgan to run this API? What do I need to activate that API, and so on and so forth. So this could be really significantly reduce and improve the client experience. Instead of having people going to look into lots of documentation about how to do something to integrate, the AI will really run through all that documentation and really provide you exactly what you need. So that's really one use case <clears throat> which is really exciting that we're looking at. Another one I think we should to be similar is really more around the value-added services that we can provide once integration has been done. So for instance, you have a lot of tedious kind of tasks today that the Treasury team still may need to do. For instance, putting together a certain report might require putting data from multiple different areas of the ERP. We could have a chat GDP like virtual assist that actually really go and find all that data. So for instance, think about an assistant treasurer coming in the morning and they want to send the senior management a summary of all the financial metric and the funds in their account and so on and so forth. Instead of going and pulling this for multiple different bank entities, legal entities and so on, they can just put a very simple prompt on a chat GPT window inside the SAP app, for instance, or inside the ERP and then like within a seconds, an email can come out, DSC management. These are all our position across this market, based on our forecast, these accounts in the UK might not have sufficient fund and so on and so forth. Right? So tasks that would take otherwise 15, 20 minutes, you can see now being really done in like a matter of seconds. And we believe these two use cases, when we really put them together, have a really nice potential to really, really change the treasury experience as we go through the future. And there are multiple other use cases that I've definitely seen Christian on your end. You've probably been playing with this type of tools and seeing some use cases, I'm sure, on the SAP side as well. Indeed, indeed. And the interesting
3: scenario that you have explained, in particular on the reporting side, I think
0: at SAP, we are using
3: this already to some extent. We call that SAP Copilot, in which you could ask the system for providing a particular report, and the system automatically was generating that and providing your insights. Probably this could be fine tuned, definitely. But yeah, this topic of embedding AI into the ERP is a very strategic topic from an SAP point of view. We plan to include use cases, leveraging AI on our rise with SAP bundle. And in particular for finance and treasury, we do see potential for dedicated use cases. One example, the improvement of incoming payments and the matching around those incoming payments to the dedicated open item that was in the ERP system This, in today's world, is a very time-consuming and often manual process that requires a lot of human interaction. So what we are planning to do is we are leveraging AI to improve the matching of incoming payments based on the, the information that was in the remittance information can be sometimes completed either by history of business cases that you had with business partner, Or also based on machine learning algorithm that can help you to fill missing fields and stuff like that. And with that, automatically you improve the matching and there is a learning mechanism in the system that over time will reduce the number of manual items that you have to reconcile. So... At the end of the day, you should reach an automatic matching rate up to 98% and more, which certainly increases the entire efficiency of the invoice to cash process. And this is one example that no. we are planning to embed. There are more related to treasury. I would say dedicated things no. around fraud detection, we can name here more to come, but definitely a huge area of interest to make
1: the life of the treasurer's and finance expert a bit easier in future. Papa, I just loved the example of the, just ask the system. If you listen to this podcast, there are four different people. There are four different first languages. And I'd like to thank you all for choosing mine because I am the lowest common denominator of the group, but being able to use a business system where you can ask a question in your language, in your words, is just a huge user experience improvement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really one of the exciting part of generative AI, I would say. These large language models have made things like translations from different languages so much easier. I feel like the sky is the limit in terms of all the business applications where this really could make a difference. Christian touched on then fraud mitigation. And certainly I like the point around how a lot of it cannot be discussed here, because I think a lot of you for the type still. But there's a lot that can be done here. And I think one of the things that I'm really excited about too is the fact that the way we use AI in the past, there's an opportunity to really enhance it further in terms of how we analyze large volume of payment data to be able to find what are the valuable insights that can help our clients drive better business strategies. And things like exploring the transaction pattern, how do our clients make payments, the customer behavior, how do they use our online ports and so on and so forth. And even the market trend that we are really kind of seeing a lot of these, the latest version of large language models, provide very, very interesting insights. All of this can really help optimize how we interact with our client, how we do things like pricing, you know, how we identify new revenue opportunities, and so on and so forth. And the really most exciting part about all of this in my mind is if you're really able to embed this AI, embed all this insight into the ERP, Again, delivering it to the client in the most native ecosystem that they can use to actually tie to the other business operation. I think this is exciting and we'll be seeing more and more real life cases that will be really growing very fast around the world just in the next few years, I highly believe. Cool.
3: I must add what what is very obvious to me, Papa, knowing that many of our clients are seeing challenges around these entire paper-based KYC processes as they're working today. Then over time, even in that space, we see some of the aspects, and with Gen AI and other intelligent technologies, may help us to overcome those challenges.
0: That would be a game changer, I think. Absolutely, that will definitely be a game changer.
3: Yeah. I don't want to share it too much of negative wipes or so. But what I've also learned is that treasurers are super skeptic, right? So they don't just yeah. systems if they can't see fully what the system did. So they always want to get into the details. They don't want to trust the black box. I'm not sure whether you're sharing the same kind of observations, but this is what we have heard in workshops that we did jointly with treasurers and finance experts at the end of the day. They would love to manipulate um, the result of an AI gen- of an AI engine, but obviously, yeah. this is not how it works, right?
0: Yeah. And that's definitely very consistent with what we've seen. And I think in those conversations, really often we try to emphasize real-world examples of how we've intelligently embedded many of our financial services into ERP and other the ecosystem, and using AI. I do think, in general, it's still relatively early. We've seen just very few uh, live instances where Gen. AI has been used in this space. But I think the whole trend of embedding data or banking into ERP in a much more innovative way using AI or other technologies. I think that's really an extremely fast trend. And I think if I look at JP Morgan, I see many areas where this is really something that we've been able to really work with clients and really okay. convince them of the potential and then all the benefit at the end of the tunnel. And for instance, I think at the bank, we recognize pretty early that our clients were going to demand everything real time as a growing aspiration of running a modern treasury. And so because of this, we had embedded many of our kind of real-time cash management services into SAP, for instance, like working with a fintech that was really kind of able to help us not only co-design like an app that the clients see on interface within SAP, but also really have the best way of making the data flow back and forth to really support all these use cases in real time. And we see tremendous success there. And the client adoption is going extremely fast. Many of our clients who see these demos of what they're able to do from a banking standpoint within the SAP ERP, you know, they're really excited. And I think what we're really doing now is banking on that momentum, building on that success to really come up with newer ways that we can further reduce clinical friction and really further provide value added services. And Christian, maybe you can speak to this, but in my mind, this is where our strategic partnership around the ERP platform integration really comes into play. Right. And this is something that we're really kind of excited about, uh, being able to really have direct connectivity to SAP, leveraging your business technology platform in the cloud. And I think this would be a really nice scalable solution that will allow us not only onboard our clients really, really quickly in the ERP, but at the same time, being able to provide all the added services on an end-to-end basis. And this is also something that we're already doing. So in my mind, yes, client can be a little skeptical about how ready many of these solutions are, how mature they are. But I think I do feel that we're doing quite a bit of innovation that clients are able to test with and play with, and just judging by the fast adoption that we're seeing, I think we do feel this is the path forward and more clients will follow suit.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Just to build on that. I think we need to differentiate and we need to understand where can we start now and where do we have potential to simplify already the collaboration between the SAP ERP platform and the bank side, in that case, JP Morgan. And of course, uh, we are already joining forces to further simplify the integration to JP Morgan payments by leveraging our business technology platform, which is natively embedded into the SAP S4HANA platform independently on the deployment option, being a cloud ERP or being an even non-premise ERP system customers today can already unlock the potential of having this level of integration by using this kind of technology. And and there's more to come, right? Besides the topics that we have discussed on payments with end-to-end monitoring, with embedded approvals, workflows in the ERP systems, there are certainly more use cases, for example, even in treasury and financial risk management in which we have similar scenarios around trading platform integration. So that's a good start. And I think there is more to come. And once this connection is being established, there's also a level of collaboration established in which we build on top additional valuable services.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't say that better, Christian. I think there's really a lot more to come. And again, building on the point around just everything we can do with these new technologies. And I'll say that we're increasingly relying on these large language models and AI to really automate and streamline various aspects of payment process. And this is something dear to my heart because there are still a lot of manual errors. There is still a lot of some technical friction. And I think clients do want help optimize their cash flow management to do that across multiple ERPs, to do that across all their bank relationship. And I think the technology is really here to do that. And I think that the initial use cases are AI giving us just a glimpse of Everything that can be done here to drive efficiency, help our clients, you know, save costs and so on and so forth. So it's exciting, I think, time to be in finance and also to be in ERP systems and the cloud. I do think all those kind of trends, as they come together, will unlock great new potential for the corporates around the world. Well said, couldn't agree more.
2: And finally, if you had to summarize in a sentence or two, from financial services perspective, what is the future of ERP?
0: Well, from my perspective to technologies like generative AI, the ERP becomes a big catalyst for innovation, enabling corporates to turn data into a really strategic asset and connecting not only internal processes, as we've discussed, but also with external partners, with banks, the suppliers, for more collaborative growth. And I think this will be a very, very exciting feature to witness and be part of.
2: Christian, do you have anything to add?
0: Well, I think with the number of business transactions that are being kept in an
3: ERP system and the importance of the collaboration between financial institutions, I think it's very obvious that the future of ERP in combination of embedding financing into the ERP is very positive and indeed unlocks new potential of collaboration services and even business. That's why I'm really looking forward to the future and in particular with our partnership on JP Morgan. The
0: really feeling is mutual. Thanks, Christian.
2: Great. Papa, Christian, thanks for this great conversation and thank you everyone for listening. And if you would like to get more information about the topic, you will find the related assets in our show notes. So please mark us as a favorite and you can get regular updates and information about the future episodes. Until next time, from all of us, thank you for discussing the future of ERP.
1: The views, thoughts and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts and opinions of J.P. Morgan. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. The J.P. Morgan Chase name and all forms and abbreviations are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product or service.